Hello everyone and welcome to Drunk Musicals! I'm Julie. I'm Jenny. I'm Roseanne and we are Three Drunk Redheads. We are here to break down some of your favorite Broadway shows. We'll be bringing you history, trivia, and plot descriptions while also getting sufficiently toasted. Please be advised that this podcast will contain adult language and themes not suitable for children, as well as some drunk singing that's not suitable for anyone. All right, everyone, places! Thank, Thank you, you places! And enjoy the show! Hello! Hi, everyone! Hi, and welcome to Drunk Musicals! Drunk Musicals! <laughs> <laughs> We're here today. We're at the beach. Yes! Yes! Our We're annual having... beach trip. Oh my gosh, guys. We floated in a lagoon today. We did. It was wonderful. It was lovely. It was. This is <laughs> yeah. our, our annual girls' weekend. Yes! At the beach. We thought we would talk about a musical that is connected somehow to the beach. Well, and summer. And summer. And like summer. summer. Heat. And it being like heat. fucking hot. It's hot out. Isn't it hot? Yes. Yeah. This heat. So we decided to talk about a, a musical that is very present right now in the world. Yeah. Because the movie adaptation has just been released. Yes. It also happens to take place during a heat wave. Yeah. Have you guessed what show it is yet? In the Heights. I saw. Oh, good. In the Heights. Yay. Okay. We're talking about In the Heights today. Yes. I love this show. Me too. It's just so great. Beautiful. It's such a beautiful show. It is. And I do have to say that we had like. It was like 76 degrees today. Oh, it was so nice It was out. so beautiful. Yes. It really was. So it was like not hot as fuck. It wasn't. We, we like... It know. was to me. <laughs> but I'm, also, I'm, I'm a baby. But we also did like a nice floaty poo in the lagoon. It was so nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then we screamed at the ocean. Oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It was... It was so good. Ooh, it was so good. Okay, yes. so we're here tonight and now we're ready to talk about In the Heights. So what is everyone drinking? I am drinking red wine. Same. I am drinking white wine. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. That's pretty much all we've been drinking tonight. We did <laughs> yeah. a shot earlier of vodka and it was It gross. was horrendous, Ugh. guys. We should never have done that. No, no. But it was all we had here unless we wanted to do like shots of wine, which... Feels Which, silly. Yeah, it's a little kind of weird. <laughs> we could have done shots of wine, but whatever. We did shots of vodka, yes. and this is this is where we went. And about. now we're here. It was it was fun. So we have been doing a thirty second summary of the musical. Yes, that is going to happen tonight. So we've got our spinner set up, ready to go. Our three names are entered into the spinner wheel. The winner shall have to make a thirty second summary of the movie in the Heights. Which I think is going to be a challenge because there is a lot going on. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot that happens. <laughs> okay, so you, everybody get ready. Gird your okay. loins. Let's see who. I'm not getting ready. I'm manifesting that. I gird my loins. Yeah, we we're gonna manifest this, not Julie, because she always gets it. I always get it. Okay, so Roseanne, you or me? Okay. Right. Who's it gonna be? I want it to be Roseanne. Okay, let's let's manifest that it's going to be Roseanne. I'm gritting okay. my loins. Let's so. think about Roseanne. Okay, I'm going to spin. Ready? One, two, spin. 
I'm not looking at it. Roseanne. Oh, oh God. thank God. It's Roseanne! Yay! Oh, okay. You got picked for once! Okay, one time I won a pumpkin in second grade. Oh. And then, like, I never won anything ever again. Okay. It's the cool. only thing I win is these summaries. Yeah. I normally not- never win anything. I won, yeah. when I was, like, eight, I think I won a Barbie dream house. Oh, my God! This is a big prize! It was incredible. I don't know how I won it, but <laughs> it was, like, I don't know. It was, like, winning the lottery. Like, winning yeah. $96,000. Whoa. I'm not going to be okay here. You're going to be fine. Just okay. tell us what you know. Okay. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Ready? Okay. okay. Wait, hang on. Oh, oh, you got it? I have a stopwatch, okay, so good. as soon as you start talking, or as soon as you say go, I'll hit start. Okay. Okay, ready? There's this kid... And his name's Usnavi, and he's hot. Usnavi, Usnavi, and he's hot as fuck. And he he has a chance to go live in the Dominican, where, where he is from. But he is currently working in a bodega with this kid. Halfway down, girl. He is a delight. And then there, are, someone was the lottery, and it's Claudia and Abuela Claudia, Claudia, and she's just like, hey, Three, you take this money, two. and. 30 seconds. That's that was so fast. You spent 15 seconds talking about how hot Usnavi was. <laughs> 15 full seconds. <laughs> That's true. You were like, he's the delight. He's the delight. He's so hot. His name is Usnavi. Usnavi. And then I was like, girl, you're halfway done. <laughs> you know what? That's all you need to know. There you real. go. <laughs> okay, well, that's a pretty good starter. Yeah, they'll get the rest. It was an appetizer. It's not, it yeah. it's not what you need to know. Yeah, I like that you said it was an appetizer because, yeah, like, I yeah. didn't I didn't <laughs> blow the whole load. No, know? it's true. It's a teaser. So, yeah. for those of you who don't know, In the Heights is a, it, I mean, obviously it's a musical. We're yeah. here. Um, music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ooh. a book by Kiera Alegria. Um, I'm, I apologize if I say this wrong. Who does? Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, some of you might know Lynn Memo Miranda for a uh, slightly different musical by the name of um, Hamilton. Never heard of it. Um, yeah, I- I'm sure you guys are well aware of who Lynn Manuel is and the fact that the In the Heights musical just dropped. Um, it first opened on Broadway in the past. In 2008. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I got too excited and I was trying to jump ahead <laughs> into his So he, so so the story itself, like, it just takes place like in Washington Heights over a few days. Um, that takes place in the neighborhood of Washington Heights. And it started with an off-Broadway run in 2007 after a tryout in Connecticut in 2005. Um, Lin-Manuel actually wrote it when he was still in, like, in college. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why um, is he such a genius? He just, well, and, and it's funny because, like, uh, apparently a lot of people called it sort of, like, a modern-day, like, Rent. Yeah. Like, a hip-hop version yeah. of yeah. Rent. Which we've, I feel like we, I forget when we talked about this, but we talked about how, oh, it was in the Rent episode that never aired. We talked about how, like, Lin Manuel Miranda, he is very inspired by the musical Rent. That's true. Because, uh, one of, and he uh, loves Jonathan Larson. Yeah. He loves Jonathan Larson, which, if, in case you're not aware, he is also currently directing a movie version of Tick, Tick, Boom, which mm-hmm. was, uh, one of Jonathan Larson's, uh, other, like, I think it was his only other completed production. Um, Aside from Rent. But uh, apparently Lin-Manuel saw Rent and it was one of his first experiences seeing a musical that took place in modern times. 
instead of just taking place like mm-hmm. in the past, as like a lot of book musicals, like mm-hmm. Oklahoma, you know, whatever, uh, Carousel, etc., do. Um, and so I can definitely see the inspo there. Like this show also has like a lot. It has a kind of an, uh, like an ensemble lead, so to speak, like multiple like main characters that are all like intertwined with one another. Yeah. Like a lot like Rent. Like it's not like there's one main like it really set of is people. so rent like yeah yeah it's and got that, a lot like, of similarities the the the, the main characters like intertwine the way yeah. that like the characters in rent do yeah for sure so he's been working on the show since 1999 mm-hmm. that's a long time is not crazy when uh 22 years his sophomore year of college that's crazy (sighs) it was um first developed on the wesleyan university student theater second stage company and it ran in 2000 as a one act which is very interesting um and then it was kind of so successful in that first venture that he was approached by people who were interested in developing developing it for further production maybe broadway Mm -hmm. and that is how the team that um, created the musical for Broadway came together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting. Um, so, do we have anything else to say about the development of the show? Um, no, nothing. I don't think about the development. It was, um, it was very well received once it did hit Broadway. It was nominated for a bunch of awards. Yes. And and won several. And it was, you know, obviously Hamilton was its own like beast, so to speak, in terms of like how successful it was, but. In the Heights was incredibly it, it really was. successful. And yeah. it was one of those shows. I remember being in college. Um, I was in college from 2007 to 2011. Um, and so that was like right around the time that this was on Broadway. And I remember hearing about it and I just was like, I don't know. I think I just like wasn't interested in learning about it because I was too busy like learning about other things. And so I actually only discovered it like years after college. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, shoot, like I should have looked into this while it was like on Broadway and yeah. like yeah. I don't know why I didn't I was just kind of like I can't focus on that right now I have to focus on other things <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's incredible um, it's uh, let's see Lin-Manuel Miranda added things like freestyle rap, things like salsa numbers, um, a lot of references to bodegas and other things that are really essential to the scene in Washington Heights, which is in upper Manhattan. And I think one of the reasons why this sort of caught fire was because this is, for New Yorkers, this is a part of New York that's like very vibrant, very present for a lot of people who live in that area and are a part of the theater scene. But it really hadn't ever been represented on stage before. So yeah. this was like the first time that a lot of people who lived in this area or had experiences or, you know, were a part of this vibrant theater scene that were that had people really connected to this part of New York were seeing it actually live in front of them. And it's 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 magical kind and of And something that like we're not here to talk about the movie version because not technically. I mean, like... <laughs> but we will. It's, it, <laughs> It'll it, come up. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. And, like, I've only seen half of the movie, but, like, Jenny mentioned... We're, we're at the beach, and we decided to watch the movie. Yeah. And Jenny mentioned the joy of the people. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this movie represents the joy. Mm-hmm. The vibrancy. The vibrancy of the people in Washington Heights. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah, for real. Like, for real. And, like, we don't know if that representation is happening. 
Mm-hmm. But, like, we certainly hope it is. Yeah. Um, it's just really nice to see it. Yeah. It was great in the 2000s to have this on stage for the first time to see this community. Yeah. And now it's on the big screen and the world can see it. Yeah. And that's just really exciting. Yeah. I know. And I think Lynn's... Uh, I don't 100% know his mother. I think his father is an immigrant. Oh, yeah. And and he, and he and I will say, at the very least, Lynn does still have an existing family in both Puerto Rico and Mexico that he is very close with. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, there's a character in the show who's just called, like, Piragua Guy. I love um, him. Who is based on Lynn. He, Lynn wrote that based on his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he really was writing about his family. And Lynn also is very Jonathan Larson-esque in that um, he wrote a show that like he wanted to be in because he wanted to write shows that were for, that was for him, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so obviously the way he did with Hamilton, he helped write this show and then he realized on stage the the main character role of Usnavi. Mm -hmm. Um, so he wrote that kind of for himself uh, to play, which is, is really cool. Like if you have the ability to fucking write music and like that, write yourself a role so you can get yourself on Broadway. Like, dang, um, Lynn, you're doing something right. But yeah, no, so that was what, um, that was something that he did for himself. And also, if you, um, this is kind of unrelated to the history of the show, but if you're unaware, Broadway does this thing called the Easter Bonnet special that they do every, um, so every spring. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. And like Broadway shows, it's basically, it's all a big fundraiser for Broadway Cares. Um, uh, uh, and for Easter Bonnet special, specifically, each show that participates basically, like, performs, like, a number. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the number, they have somebody come out in a very fancy, like, hat that they have, like, created. And it's just supposed to be, like, a fun thing. Um, when In the Heights was on Broadway, uh, for the Easter Bonnet special, they did, like, an In the Heights... Les Mis, like, mashup yes, to um, One Day More that was really, really good. It was so really good. Look that up on YouTube, because it looks really cool. Um, and I remember seeing kind of a documentary about In the Heights, and there were a lot of people who were involved in that show who were talking about like how exciting it was that, like, they were being represented on the Broadway stage. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that Broadway still has to continue to work on, but um, so this was a particular show that stuck out because of, you know... How cool that was and how many yeah. how many people they had on stage who were not just like white Anglo-Saxon, you yeah. know, so to speak. And that's the the thing that I was saying earlier about the movie, about how you can just see the, so much joy on screen in the movie. My favorite thing about the movie and the Broadway show is seeing so meant much diversity mm. in the cast. It, and the movie is just so beautiful. The people of every single age like race color size like the diversity in that movie and on the stage in the broadway show is so beautiful and it just makes me so happy and the joy that comes out of their time together and what they what you experience with them is just fantastic and i I adore it and they fought for the story to be represented the way they wanted it to be represented. And like the main example I always think of, and when we get into the plot, we'll talk about this more. But if you're familiar with the show, there's a character named Nina, and she is struggling with going away to college. And we'll get into the details for why she struggles with that when we do the summary portion. Um, but one thing, I always remember the story of when Lynn was bringing the show to Broadway producers to like go to Broadway. And they said... Uh, we don't know if the stakes are high enough 
for Nina, like what? Like college is just too hard and she doesn't want to do it anymore? Like, no, like what if she got involved with drugs? What if she had like a mean boyfriend? What if she was pregnant? And they were like, no, we don't want to like perpetuate these stereotypes. We want to show that the stakes can be high enough with just like, she comes from a neighborhood where it's not that common for people to go to college. Mm -hmm. And she did. And she's struggling. Like the stakes should be high. Like those are high enough stakes. And so they really like stuck to their ground Mm because they didn't want to misrepresent. And they wanted to be like, no, like you, you, the producers, whoever they were trying to get to do, you don't understand that like those are really high stakes, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I always found that story to be very interesting. And I always enjoyed hearing that a lot. That is, that's really cool. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, that's our summary of the show, like mm-hmm. the development of the show. Let's yeah. get into our personal experience. Who wants to start? Should I? You guys? Um, I I saw this show um, a while ago. Um, I saw it with a friend, and um, I loved it. And that's it. Yeah. I loved it. And it was amazing, and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I really like this show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, You want to go? Sure. Uh, Yeah. um, I. I'm trying to remember if I listened to it or if I saw it first, but yeah, there was like a, um, a college production that was going on near me that I went to go see. And I remember it was really funny. Um, one of the actresses, I thought she was really bad in act one. And then in act two, she was really good. And I was like, this bitch just didn't fucking warm up before her show started. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But, the, but, it, but it was a really good production. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, I saw, I saw like a, like a college production of it. And then mm-hmm. other than that, I, I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed the soundtrack and I've, I found a slime tutorial here and there. Yeah. But yeah, um, that was pretty much it. Cause when it was on Broadway, I was, I, it was, it wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I was really excited when this show came out on Broadway for two reasons. One, because I used to live like in the Heights. <laughs> <laughs> when I first moved to New York city, I lived in an apartment in Inwood, Manhattan, which is, um, just like the neighborhood directly North of the Washington Heights. So I was in that neighborhood, basically. I was on 200th Street. So, like, I, seeing this movie, I was like, I know where that is. Like, yeah. this is where I used to live, very close. And so I related a lot to living in that area. And being a part of such a diverse community of people was very cool. And it just brought back a lot of memories. Um, so I was really happy to see that. Um, I had moved out of New York when it de- debuted on Broadway, So I didn't get to go see it. I was living in the South and I couldn't travel back to New York very often. So I didn't get to see it when it was on Broadway and I was very sad. Although PBS um, did air the fully staged version of the show, the broad a recording of the Broadway production once. Um, So I did watch the Broadway production on PBS. Um, The second reason I was really excited about it is because I'm friends with one of the original cast members on Broadway. Um, Robin DeJesus played Sonny in the original production of In the Heights. And I used to work with Robin. (laughs) It was so crazy. That was at Bubba Gum Shrimp Company in Times Square in Midtown Manhattan. Um, I opened that restaurant in 2003. 
Robin came onto the staff, I think it was probably late 2004. And we worked together for about a year and a half. And he is such a delight. He is a beautiful (laughs) person. We were all really excited when he joined us because we all knew who he was because we were all theater nerds and Robin had starred in camp, which Mm. is a cult classic movie about theater kids at theater camp in the (laughs) summer. So we all knew who he was. It was so fun. Um, But he's fantastic. He left us. I probably worked with him for maybe a year and a half. And then he left to join the cast of Rent on Broadway. Mm. (laughs) We were all very excited for him when he got cast in Rent as the understudy for Angel. And a year later, he was cast in In the Heights. And actually, you're going to see him in the Tick, Tick, Boom movie. And he's he's going to be in Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes. So I'm still friends with Robin, and he's fantastic, and I'm so proud of him. He was nominated for a Tony Award for his performance in In the Heights. He has been nominated for two other Tony Awards since then for his performances in La Caja Fall and The Boys in the Band. And he was, that reminded me because I did notice that when I was looking at the awards because there were only three acting nominations for In the Heights and Mm -hmm. it was Lynn for Usnavi, Robin for Sonny, and Olga for Abuela Claudia. I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. And none of them won, unfortunately. I know, I know. Who won that year? I want to know. It was crazy, but I mean like, you know, he's doing okay now. (laughs) He's in the... He's in the Tick, Tick, Boom movie. He's doing okay. He just made the Boys in the Band movie for Netflix. Like, he's doing all right. Um, So I'm just, I'm so proud of him. And I was really, really happy that he got to be in this. um, And just to have this experience. Um, There's a really cute video when they were promoting In the Heights, right when the Tony Awards got announced, where Lynn and Robin are performing in Times Square for a morning talk show or something. And Lynn gives an interview afterwards where he says something about, like, one of the most amazing moments for me in this um, crazy thing of producing in the Heights just happened right now when Robin looked up at me and he said, I used to walk through this square every single day to go to my job at Bubba Gumshrum Company Mm. waiting tables. And I walked through this square every single day for years and it got me here. And he was performing in the Heights on TV because he'd been nominated for a Tony Award. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and I was looking... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying uh, Lynn was talking about how much that struck him and how emotional it made him to think about that journey. And it was such a sweet moment. And uh, I loved it so much. So I'm just really... I love the show. And I'm really happy that Robin got to be a part of it. Yeah. I was just looking at, like, because I'm, I'm always nosy, and I'm always like, oh, who won the award for Yeah, who did then? So, um, so Rosanne can probably talk about, like, the awards that In the Heights did win. I'm just going to really quickly talk about what they didn't win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, for best performance by a featured actor in a musical, lost to Boyd Gaines, who was playing Herbie in Gypsy. Oh. Which was revived that year. And really? Olga lost to Laura Benanti, who was also oh, doing Gypsy Laura that year. Laura Benanti. But yeah, um, but also in the best featured actor in a musical, Christopher Fitzgerald was playing um, Igor oh. in Young Frankenstein. And Danny Burstein was in South Pacific. So oh. um, it, was a, it was a good year. Yeah. It was a good year. That's a, 2008, that was a good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... 
People who did win. Uh, well, it won Best Musical. So. No, yeah, it won. There weren't a ton of like. It was it was the clear winner among like the original musicals that year. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other were was Crybaby, Passing Strange, and Xanadu. Oh no. So like yeah, yeah. No <laughs> even the Heights didn't win. I would have been like, what the fuck? Wait, I, I saw <laughs> Xanadu that year. It was not gonna win, but also <laughs> it was it was cute though. I'm not gonna knock it. And, like, make it feel Roseanne like Roseanne hates Xanadu. I don't no. hate Xanadu. And I would never make a musical feel like shit before, <laughs> before a show or anything like that. <laughs> and um, it also won Best Original Score, which is great. It won Best Choreography. Um, and Best Orchestrations, which... I would agree with. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's fucking lit. And it won it, it best sound design. So yeah, fuck it won. What a Grammy. A lot of familiar names too, like Andy Blankenbuehler won Best Choreography. He mm-hmm. also did Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Alex Lacamoire mm-hmm. uh, won for Best Orchestrations, also conducted Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So, like, Lynn is very uh, loyal to people who do stuff for him. Oh, yeah. Speaking of some of the um, notable performers, mm-hmm. um, I just want to mention a few of them because you probably know them from other things. Yeah. Chris Jackson was in the original production as Benny. Yes. You will know him as General Washington from Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also been in actually a bunch of different stuff the last couple of years. He's been very, um, really prolific. And he's also in the movie. Yes. Surprise. He plays Mr. Softy. He plays Mr. Softy. I really appreciate him because like, I watched this like documentary of him like coming to terms with playing General Washington, mm. who was a person who actually, like, owned people. Yeah. hmm And, like, I have a big problem with Hamilton in that, like, we celebrate people who own people. And he, like, is one of the people who, like, call that out. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh... Yeah, like, he actually, oh, like, had to, like, like did he some had to, like, work to deal to, with it. And I love that. Yeah. I love I love that. I think he's, he's a, awesome. a great person. He yeah. is. I really love him. He's also in Moana. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. He is so good. He's the singing voice yeah, of the chief. I know. Yeah, he is so good I in know. Moana. So, Moana. 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 Yeah. Um, other, other names from the original cast. Karen Olivo was uh, Vanessa... Mandy Gonzalez was Nina. We Lin Manuel obviously was Usnavi. Um, Olga Meredith was Abuela, Abuela Claudia. Claudia. Yes. Same, and she's in the movie she as Abuela Claudia. Her role, yeah. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, and then there's some other um, the Rosarios, Priscilla Lopez, and uh, Carlos Gomez. And um, so Anthony Ramos, who plays Usnavi in the movie, was obviously in Hamilton yes. as. Um, John Lawrence and Philip Schuyler. He also had played Usnavi on Broadway as mm-hmm. well. Um, another fun one I learned about recently, apparently Corbin Blue played Usnavi. Really? And everyone said he was really good. Oh, okay. Everyone really enjoyed him. I'll give it to, I'll give it to him. All yeah, right. Yeah, I would love to see Corbin Blue sure. do something live on Broadway. Apparently and while we're doing great. While we're talking about Anthony Ramos, I just gotta say, I mean, we're gonna mention the movie now and then, but 
I really thought he was incredible in the movie. Oh, he was great. I, I like to think that that's why Roseanne spent so long of the summary talking about how hot her snobby <laughs> was, because Anthony Ramos is incredibly attractive. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I just, like, Lynn is fantastic, but I thought that Anthony gave such a subtle performance, mm. and, like, he really gave so many layers to Snobby that, as much as I love Lynn, I'm not sure that he would have imparted um, and I just thought that he was a perfect Usnavi. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because I loved him so much. <laughs> okay, I'm done. So that's that's it for the opening spiel. Yeah, pretty. We're, pretty that slim was opening. really concise. Yeah. Yes. Oof. Okay, we're going to take a short break to get some drinky drinks. And yes. then we're going to be back with a summary of Act One of In the Heights. In the Heights. The promised place. Okay, okay, we're not gonna do it. We're we're done. Okay, break. Welcome back. Yay! We are back (laughs) for In the Heights Act One. Yes. Okay, so, as the sun rises on the hottest day of the summer, this is how the show opens up, Usnavi de la Vega, he's the owner of a small bodega in Washington Heights. He chases away a small-time vandal, Graffiti Pete. Oh, Graffiti Pete. He's just like, get the fuck out of here. He's just doing his thing. Um, Before introducing... Has to. The audience to the corner he lives on and some of its many residents. So he's just like, hey, these are my people. Yeah. Like, so before he introduces his people, he's just like, hey, Vandal, get out of here. And then he starts to introduce his people. And he's just like, oh, Abuela, Abuela Claudia. And she's like, a big deal. Um, so like, yeah, she's accurate. Like, she is. Yeah. <laughs> so she, he introduces us to him, to her and, um, um, she's just kind of like this mommy figure to everybody yeah. in the area. I love a boy look like everybody loves she's her. So wonderful. And then you meet Sonny. Who is Usnavi's younger sub um, sibling or cousin, and he um, helps run the bodega with Usnavi. And then we meet Daniela and Carla, and they run the salon, like a hair salon. They do nails and hair. And then we meet Kevin and Camilla. Rosario, and this is so different from like the the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you've seen the movie, you're like, what? <laughs> um, so we meet this couple, and they run a cab company. Um, and we'll find out later about who they are. Um, as the day like progresses, Nina arrives home. And that is the Rosario's daughter. And um, she was supposed to be 
completing her first year at Stanford Stanford University, which is like a big deal. We have friends at Stanford. Yes. It's like that's part of like the like the what do they call it? Like the Ivy League, but like it's, of the West Coast. Yeah, West Ivy Coast, League of the West Coast Ivy for League. real. Yeah. It's in California. Yeah. Not Stanford, don't which is in <laughs> Connecticut, so don't be confused. Yeah. <laughs> like don't get like super upset or confused about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but Nina Legit goes to Stanford. Okay, honeys. <laughs> She's like a big deal. Like, mm, okay. I lost my place in the outline. That's what happened. Okay. So she goes to Stanford. And then she was like always considered like the chick who made it out. Mm-hmm. Of the barrio. And everyone's so proud of her. Her parents are so proud of her. The neighborhood is so proud of her, but Nina is just like, oh, fuck. I dropped out Uh because, like, it was hard for her, and she had to work full-time, a full-time job, and she had to um, work a full-time job in California, which isn't easy, and fucking try to... Like, do a good job there. Mm -hmm. Which is not easy at all. So she comes back. Yeah, because she had scholarships and stuff, but they they, they only, like, helped pay for, like, her classes. Like, they, like, she still had to pay for, like, all of her books. Mm -hmm. Like, her living expenses, her food. Yeah, like, and so she was working full-time and trying to be a full-time student. Like, it was a lot. So we have this song, Breathe, and, like, oh, my God. It's beautiful. Can we all just breathe? We watched We the were movie all crying. Earlier. We were all three of us were crying for real. Yeah. <laughs> One of us sniffled and then the other sniffled and then we were all I'm just like, like, oh shit. I'm like sitting here breathing for my children one day. Mm-hmm. But also like breathing for the person who like I thought I would be. Oh. You know, like it's a lot. Like yeah. this this song like it can resonate with anybody. Sure. Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. So whoever you are, you can resonate with the song. Um, so she tries to find her um, parents to tell her, like, hey, I, I dropped out. But she runs into Benny. And we know that this is Yusnavi's best friend and employee, blah, 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 blah. And um, they have this, like, cute moment where they like, it's so cute. It's so cute. Benny. Yeah. Benny. Yeah, and Benny has this, like, dispatch moment where, like, he's just like, hey. We were saying earlier how much this is such a cute song. We we love this it's song. It's so adorable. Good. This is Benny on the dispatch. Um, <laughs> so we, like, transform to somewhere else, elsewhere. And Vanessa, who is an employee of Daniela at a salon... Uh, she's just, she's just like this aspiring fashion designer, designer, and Usnavi is in love with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she just kind of just like dreams of leaving, um, the West Village, which is where they live, and she is trying to like realize her dreams. And Sunny asks her out on a date. 
But, like, he's just like, hey, my cousin wants to go out on a date for you. Miha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. And it's adorable. <laughs> and it was, and, um, she's just like, okay, I will go out with your cousin. <laughs> um, and I will meet him in this place. In the club. In the club. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where it's left. And it's adorable. And it's super after sweet. It Won't Be Long Now is her song there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good song. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Where she's just like dreaming of where mm-hmm. she when she can like move. And she's talking and like, about how all the guys hit on her. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not, I, because I'm, I'm not going... In- She's not interested in them. She's going mm-hmm. to different places. She's, she's, like, oh, she's like, they can hit on me if they want. Like, I don't care. I'm not. She's focused yeah. on bigger things. So eventually Nina, um, like, like finds her parents, which I mean, she had flown in the night before. So, she, but yeah. like she had to go find them because like they run the dispatch and they're running around town. She eventually runs into them and she like confesses to them that like she's dropped out of school. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's not going back in the fall. And they're like very shocked about this because Nina worked really hard to go to college, which we learned about in, like, in Brave, when she thinks, sings about how, like, like, she always, like, studied, like, really hard and, and all that stuff. And they're also upset because apparently, like, she lied to them. Because mm-hmm. apparently she dropped out, like, a few weeks ago. Like, she didn't actually really finish even her last semester. Like, she, like, yeah. just, like, kind of didn't go to classes and then eventually came home. And so they're kind of, like... Well, not only did you drop out, like, you also lied to us. That's kind of sucky. Yeah, and in the Mm. movie, it's... So, in the movie, they change it so that her mother has actually died. Yeah, her mother's dead. And so, her father is Jimmy Smith. And, um... Jimmy Smith. But she still lies to him because she tells him that, like, the deadline is already passed to re-enroll for the next... Yeah, we missed the deadline for We missed the deadline. And he's like, I didn't even get a notice. And she's like, I redirected it so it only came to me... And so they wouldn't send them to you anymore. So, like, she still lies in the in the movie. So that's still kind of the same type of Yeah, plot, like. in the movie she just kind of tells them, like, that she just doesn't want to go back. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. And then, it, so in the stage <laughs> show, she she's basically explaining how, like, like, I think, like, they try to be like, well, maybe we can, like, help you get your scholarship back or we can, like, figure something out. And she was like, no, because also, like... You know, you guys, like, did all this stuff to, like, help me get the scholarship and help pay for stuff. And, like, even then, I still had to work mm-hmm. to, like, it still pay for stuff. Uh-huh. Like, it like it wasn't worth it. So And his her father had to sell half of his business. Yeah. In the and movie. So, yeah. 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 And so then Kevin sings this song called Inutile, which is one of my favorite songs. And he basically sings about how, like, he feels useless that, like, his daughter feels like she can't go to school. Mm-hmm. It's because so yeah, and like he sings about how like he grew up like in Puerto Rico, and his father was a farmer, and like his father was a farmer, and like they were all farmers, and he was like, no, like I want to do something else, which is why him and Camila ended up coming to New York, and so he like expected like his daughter to also be like better than he was, and he talks about how like she is, like he's like she's so much smarter than like I was when I was her age, and like she has so much potential. But, like, I've clearly failed her. And then, like, towards the end of the song, he's basically, like, he's, like, I've, I've got to do something. I've got to fix this. Mm-hmm. I've got to fix this. I'm not going to be this, like, useless bystander and, like, let my daughter, like, fail. Like, otherwise, I've failed her. So, Nina eventually, like, leaves her parents and, like, 
probably the awkwardness that was their house. Yeah. And ends up at the salon where she, you know, where she goes to visit Vanessa. And then there's Daniela and Carla who are also there. And they're all so excited. And, like, the whole salon, you know, is very, like, a very gossipy atmosphere. And they're like, oh, like, and they sit, they sing this song called No Me Diga, no which me is diga. like, yeah, which start, which is like talking about just like the salon and how gossipy they are. And then also just like Nina shows up and they're like, oh, Nina, like, let's tell you the gossip that like has happened since you've been gone. Tell us about like yourself. And so a couple things happen here. Um, uh, Daniela is like teasing Vanessa about Usnavi. Mm-hmm. Like she makes up some lie about Usnavi, like sleeping with somebody just to see like Vanessa get all puffy about yeah. it because she's like you like usabi yeah um, i can admit it yeah they tease nina about benny he's got a very big taxi he's, he's quite a big taxi he's pack- super big he's packing a stretch limousine <laughs> mm-hmm. and you get to see the little cute little uh glimpses of carla's character too and like how like she's kind of like um like a little ditzy yeah um uh so it's very funny they're having a lot, they're having a lot of fun um but they keep like talking about how like proud they are of nina and how excited mm-hmm. they are for nina that like She's going to school, and, like, they're already so excited for when she graduates, and Nina eventually is just like, guys, let's stop. Like, mm-hmm. I actually dropped out. Oh. And everyone's like, oh, like, what? That's what? a shitty piece of news. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And they're so shocked. They're like, how did this happen? Like, she's the smart one of all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did this happen? Oh, and I do want to throw in that Daniela and Carla in the movie are played by Daphne Rubin Vega. Yes. From the original cast of Rent on Broadway. Mm-hmm. She played Mimi and Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine Nine. So and they're lesbians in the movie. Yes, mm. which is great. Such a great, great it's, addition. Yeah, like, like, cause, cause, why not? And there's a third salon girl in the movie as uh, well, Kuka. Kuka, who's played by oh, what we um, the actress uh, was on Dasha Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, she was in Orange Is the New Black. Yes. She was fantastic. funny. I loved her. She's adorable. Yeah. So they, they, that's a really fun scene. Yeah. So then, we cut back to Usnavi. And Usnavi is with Benny, Sonny, and Graffiti Pete. And Usnavi gets a, like a, like a call or a notification that his bodega sold a winning lottery ticket. What? Which is, yeah, which is insane. Which means that, like, obviously somebody in their neighborhood won. Because nobody else would have bought a ticket from there. Right. And the amount that was won was $96,000. And so everybody goes into this number called 96000 where they're all singing about how excited they are. Probably um, the biggest number in the show. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like a big like dance number, showstopper, full company number, yeah. where everybody is singing about how, like what would they do if they if they, they had, had that had kind of money? Thousand. Like what would they spend it on? Like yeah. what would they do? And so like you know people have their own their own visions. Like Usnavi like sings about how like he really doesn't care about the, like, he would take just enough to like fly him down to the Dominican Republic. Because he wants to, like, go back like, to, like, his, time. Yeah, like, where his family's from. Uh, he would give money to Abuela Claudia. Yeah. Sonny sings about how, like, he would want to bring, like, technology to the Heights. Because, like, their schools don't really have computers. Vanessa sings about how, like, she would abandon everything. She would leave. <laughs> it's this funny bit where she's like, if I win the lottery, you'll never see me again. And Usnavi's like, damn, we're only joking. Stay but, broke then. So, um... So yeah, that number's just mostly about like how like excited it's they would be. It's so fun, and in the movie they do it in a pool. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So then, after that number, we go to Abuela Claudia, Aww. and Abuela Claudia is just she's just sitting, she's feeding her birds, feed the birds, and she sings this song called Paciencia y Fe, mm-hmm. where she just sings about, and you learn a lot of backstory about 
abuela in this number about how she was from Cuba and um, her mother brought her to America, to New York, um, because, like, they needed money and, like, there were jobs in New York, but, like, they weren't great jobs. Like, she was like, we were maids, like, we cleaned houses. And, like, that's just kind of what abuela did her whole life. She just went to New York and cleaned mm-hmm. houses and tried to exist. And then it's revealed at the end of the number, Abuela Claudia won the lottery. What? She has the winning ticket. Oh my God. And she doesn't know what to do with it. Cause she's like, I have never had this kind of money before. I've never had the opportunity to like do like actually what I like. So what do I do with this money? Like since I won, like I like when, when you don't, when, when you can actually do what you want, like what do you do? Yeah. So like, do I, do I go home to Cuba? Do I just, like, do something here? Like, what do I do? And so she's not sure what to do with it. And so we sort of leave that for right now. And we just sort of know that, like, Abuela won the money. And that's obviously going to come up later. Oh. And does it. (laughs) And it sure does. So, anyway, we then cut over to Nina and Benny. So Nina and Benny are are hanging out. And uh, Benny um, takes her... Like, like they're going on a walk. And they're singing about so they sing this song called when you're home basically where uh nina is singing is is like singing about how like she's unsure of like who she is and like like after her year at stanford like what her life is supposed to be like and benny sings to like remind her of like what life is like at home and she's like yes like home is great like this home is where i'm supposed to be and he was like well yeah home is nice but like home this is this is where you belong this is where like you're from like this is where your people are so like it makes sense and he keeps like building her up like again doing that thing that the people the girls in the salon did talking about how great she is and she like stops him and she kind of yells at him she's like she's like stop like stop telling me how great i am like i wonder who and she starts to wonder what would my life have been like if my parents never came to america like if we were just puerto rican Mm -hmm. because like life is so hard here um, because like they came here and like, it sometimes feels like we're not supposed to be here. And like the same thing happened when she went to Stanford, like she felt like she didn't belong. Yeah. That's a big theme. Yeah. And so like, just feeling like you don't belong. And he's like, well, you know what? At least you belong here. Yeah. Or like, there are people here who understand you and mm-hmm. understand what you're going through. And they just think this like really cute number. Yeah. And it's just a lot of fun. It has a lot of dancing. It's a great, yeah, it's a great. Yeah. Number. And, um, also throughout, throughout this act one, um, they've been talking about how, like there's gonna be this big dinner because Nina's been home. So like, because yeah. Nina's it's a coming celebration home. to celebrate that she's coming home. And so like Camilla has been like cooking and cooking like getting everything ready. So like as they're getting ready to go to Nina's uh, for dinner, there's this like seemingly random song, but it's it's just fun. It's so fun. It's called Piragua, um, and it's sung by the like literally I think his name his name is Piragua just the guy. his name is just Piragua guy, and he just he sells Piragua, which is like shaved ice with like um like fruit juice on it basically yeah and he sings about how like it's so hot and he's trying to sell his piragua but mr softy the ice cream truck is like putting him out of business because he's got a big fancy truck and he can't like compete yeah and, like that's pretty much it he's just like it's really hot and i have piragua but the ice cream truck guy is putting mm. me out of business it's so funny <laughs> i love it and in the movie this is lin-manuel miranda and mr softy is played by chris jackson yes oh it's so great so, and Piragua guy will come back. Yes. He, he, he'll be back. He okay, be back. so now it's time for the big dinner. 
So Kevin and Camila are hosting Nina and Benny, Usnavi and Vanessa, and Abuela Claudia for dinner. And this is the celebration of Nina being home. But Kevin also uses this as an opportunity to announce that he has sold his car service, his business. Whew. That's a lot. Yeah. So he's selling his business. He's obviously profiting off of that sale. And he's help, He's using that money to help pay for Nina's tuition at Stanford. <laughs> Without talking to anybody. With, I decided just, to sell the entire business. <laughs> sold the business. Um, everybody's shocked and like Nina obviously never asked him to do this. So she's upset and she obviously doesn't even want to go back to Stanford right now. So this was a big mistake. Benny is also really pissed because he was working for a long time to ingratiate himself with the Rosarios so that he could maybe become, you know, higher up in the cab company and maybe take over the business eventually. That was his sort of dream. And uh, now he can't do that because it's gone. And they have a moment where he confronts Kevin about it. And Kevin's pretty rude. And he's like, this is a family business. You are not my family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, Benny leaves. And like rightly so, he's pretty pissed off. So this starts this type of sequence where there's a lot of discord between some of the main characters because of this decision. Well, and Kevin and Benny, I forget how much they really mention it in Act 1. Kevin and Benny have never really gotten along. No. Kevin knows that Benny has, like, a thing for Nina. Yeah. But he, Benny is specifically one of the only non-Latino, non-Hispanic character. He's specifically exclusively African-American. Yeah. And Kevin has a problem with that. He has a problem with the fact that, like, he is not Latino or Hispanic in any way. And he also just doesn't think that he's good enough for Nina. Nina. I mean, well, do you well, think well, anyone is? Well, well yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. But, and, and also, like, while he's, like, a fine employee, you know, right. he's, like, you're not good enough for, like, my daughter. So he's always had, he has had, like, this yes. discord with Benny. Right. Which is also, which makes this, like, extra tough, too. Yeah, extra ouchy. Um, so yeah, Benny's pissed off and he leaves and Nina is also pissed off. She doesn't want this money because this is not how she wanted this to happen. And she didn't want her father to give away his business for her to attend a school, um, that she doesn't even want to be at. So she leaves as well following Benny. And then we sort of transition to the nightclub sequence. This is such a fun sequence. After dinner, Usnavi and Vanessa have their dates. They're going to the nightclub. Okay. But everybody's there. Um, Benny and Nina are also there. And so Usnavi... Okay, you guys. Usnavi is not like a smooth guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would make you say that? Like, he's the lead of the show, but he's not like you would expect. Like, he's not this super cool, like, confident lead actor you know, protagonist. He's kind of a nerd. Like, yeah. he's a little bit nerdy. Um, and uh, it's really cute and endearing. I think Anthony Ramos does a amazing mm. job with this. And so, like, when they get there for the date, he's very nervous. And so he's <laughs> kind of, like, talking a lot. And Vanessa's like, relax, Usnavi. Calm down, Calm Usnavi. down. <laughs> Let's get a drink. Like, it's going to be okay. Let's dance. But Usnavi is really nervous, and so like some guy asks her to dance, and he's like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay, I'm fine. That's he can you can dance with him, it's fine." 
So she needs like, oh, sorry, Vanessa's like, um, okay. So she goes to dance, but then he gets jealous of her dancing with other guys. <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> he was so dumb. So there's a sequence where him and Benny are at the bar commiserating. Benny is upset about the situation with the, t- the cab company. And Usnavi's like, look at Vanessa dancing with all these guys. <laughs> And it's really dumb. And they drank, and yeah, so you can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, like, they have like a dance off kind of where Usnavi's like, pick some random girl. And he's like, hey, you wanna dance? I'll, you know, like, trying to make Vanessa jealous, basically, with her. So he's dancing with a strange girl, and she's dancing with guys, and they're all kind of just, um, uh, there's sort of an, an antagonism between the two couples where, um, Benny's drunk. He's he's like pissing Nina off because Nina's like, hey, like I'm really sorry about my dad, and he's like, fuck everything, and he's a real dick. So everybody's kind of pissed off, and Nina, I'm sorry, Vanessa gets pissed off at Usnavi mm-hmm. for basically blowing her off the whole night, like not dancing with her. She's like, I came here to be with you, mm-hmm. and you told me to dance with other guys, and then you ignored me and danced with this chick over here. So they're in the middle of this kind of like really high tension moment, and then the power goes out. Mm. This was really cool to see live because even knowing it was coming, there was like a weird moment where I was like, oh, <gasps> the power go out. Oh. And then like people started turning like on stage their cell phone flashlights yeah. on, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. When I was in here and we had the New York City blackout, mm. that was like super fun. It's fun to be a part of a blackout on siege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember being in New York when the um, the blackout happened. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Although I wasn't in a club. So no. <laughs> I was well, not in a club. And somebody said that, like, because, like, they start freaking out. Yeah. And they, like, open the door. Yeah. And it made me think of... It was like a stampede. Um, I think they even specifically said it was, like, meant to be a reference to, like, what was it? The... Sh- the- the shirtwaist fires? Is that what it is? Oh, the Triangle Factory the fire. The Triangle Factory fires. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, the exits weren't clearly marked and also, like, wouldn't open. The, ac- and the doors like, were fire. actually opened inward, mm. and they were also chained. So, like, literally, they were stampeding the doors. Not only could they not open them, they were chained shut. Yeah. So they could not get out, and hundreds of women died mm-hmm. in this factory fire. So anyway. That's dumb. It is really dumb. So anyway, the so the 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 premise is that the power has gone out in the city because of all of the heat. It's a heat wave, so the heat and the humidity has caused this blackout. So everything descends into chaos. The club is chaos. Usnavi and Vanessa are separated, and Benny and Nina are separated, and they're all searching for each other. I think this number is really cool to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's really... It's cool how they um, orchestrated this whole passage of time during this event. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying to find each other. Everyone's calling for each other. Um, so at this point, Sunny and Graffiti Pete actually like have their own little side plot story where they get together. They put off some fireworks in the neighborhood to try and light up the skies and, and so everyone can see a little bit better. And also to chase away any looters who might be trying to come to the bodega to steal stuff. Um, But Usnavi, and uh, in the movie, he has a little fight with Vanessa um, outside of the club right after the blackout. I don't remember if that happens in the 
stage version. It doesn't. In the stage version, it's each other. In the stage version, it's Nina and Benny who are fighting. Yes. And it's Vanessa and Usnavi who were like, they're looking kind of frustrated and they were kind of looking. Well, Vanessa was looking for Usnavi. Usnavi is looking for Vanessa for a little bit and then he he kind of immediately is like, I have to go check on Abuela. Yeah. And he kind of abandons Vanessa. Yeah, they kind of And that's why they kind of fight a little later. The conflict. Because they were trying to streamline the movie. Right. And so they were like, let's just leave the conflict with like these characters that we're paying a little bit more attention to. Yeah, so in the movie, um, Nina and Benny don't have really any conflict in this scene. They're dancing together and then the lights go out and then they kind of like find each other and leave. Mm-hmm. But Vanessa and Usnavi do have a little bit of a fight where he's like, what are you doing? And then she's like, I don't need this. I'm out of here. Um, so, But after that, Usnavi goes to find Abuela Claudia to make sure that she's all right. And um, that's when he finds out that she won the lottery. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm fine. She's got like a bag full of money. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you have to help me protect this yeah. during the block. Because people, people are already looting. Yeah. Because they're like, the lights are out. Let's rob places. I don't know why that's... Yeah, that's a thing. One of my favorite um, little melodies is in this number. And it's um, Kevin at the dispatch. When the power's out, he's singing into like one of the dispatch things, which I guess is on a generator. And he's like... Please find Nina, Aww. find Camila. If you see my family, bring them home. Yeah, that's pretty. I thought it was so cute. And that reminds me, like, in the movie, uh, this is Benny's opportunity. He goes to the dispatch mm-hmm. and puts on the generators so that he can be on the microphone directing all of the cabs and, like, so everybody can get like emergency vehicles to where they need to be and like he really steps up here for his job and Kevin comes and sees that yeah and he's like I might only have a job for like one more day but like but like this I, is, I gotta do it whereas in the stage show him and Nina just kind of like oh they fight. Get to, they get to get but they fight and then and then they kiss at the then end. they reunite and they kiss right at the end during blackout blackout yeah. blackout um yeah that's exactly so the end of act one happens after all of this chaos and uh, we get the big reveal about the lottery winnings, and we get Nina and Benny finally um, sealing the deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blackout, blackout. And that's it. That's the end of Act that's One. That's the end of Act One. Let's take a short break. Yes. And then we'll be back for we Act Two. We will see you for Act Two of In the Heights. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we promise we won't rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> Okay, act two in the heights. In the heights. In the heights. So, um, Nina and Benny spend the night together. Woo! Nina and Benny sitting in a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big deal. In Benny's apartment, as Kevin is like frantically, frantically trying to like search. For her all night. Uh-oh. So it's like, a lot. Oops. Benny worries about what Kevin will say about their relationship, but he's just like, hey, I'm kind of happy to be here. And then we hear a sunrise. I'm just happy to be here. This is a great number. Yeah. It's just like, uh, this is where I need to be. Um... So, down the street, Usnavi 
Uh, of course, his bodega has been looted. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah, because they couldn't get, like, the great to go down and black out. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a thing. Yeah. So, Usnavi, he's he's just, like, with Abuela, um, Claudia, and they're discussing what um, is going to happen with the money. <laughs> Damn it. Because Sorry. do we know? <laughs> do we know that, like... Yeah, at the yeah, end okay, of that okay, one. Okay, at the okay. end of Paciencia y Fe, he found out that Abuela won the lottery. And at the okay, end of good, Act good, 1, good, good, Usnavi good. found out. Okay, yeah. so she's just like, hey, I'm going to give Sunny and I'm going to give Usnavi a third of the money. And hey, Usnavi, why don't you like fulfill your dreams and return to the Dominican Republic because, like, there's this life for there, like, there for you. And, like, the movie does a swell job of, like, communicating this. The state show, maybe not so much, but, like, Claudia is just like, hey, why don't you go back to the Dominican and here's the money? Mm-hmm. Because there's a place for you. And That's a life for you there. Suenita is his little. That's dream. where your little dream, your Suenita is. Yeah. Well, and it, and both of these first two numbers aren't aren't in the movie. No, 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 no. no, no the no, thing no. with the movie is that you don't find out as early as you do in the stage show that Abuela won the lottery. No. So like he decides to go, and we hear this like hundreds of stories song. Oh, it's so good. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. and Nina is just like. You know what? I'm gonna go home. And even though my parents are gonna worry about me and Kevin's gonna like get fucking upset, um, uh, and Benny may be having like problems with her or whatever, uh, there's a lot of, like a lot of like racial shit going on too. Yeah. So like her parents want her to be with, like, a Latinx person, and Benny's black, so, like, they have that issue. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, you may be listening and be like, oh, what's the issue here? But, like, there's an issue there um, about, like, who your kids end up with. Mm-hmm. And, like, they gotta work that out. <laughs> like that's that's up to them. They gotta work through some stuff. Yeah. So Nina and and Kevin loud like they like fucking argue, and um, they argue before Camilla intervenes and they like criticize Kevin for throwing Benny out and Nina for not coming home, and she's just like. Oh my god, like, we need to come together, and then we hear enough. This is a great song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Kevin, stop being an asshole. You're treating Benny like shit. Do you remember, my dad didn't like you either. (laughs) Right, right. And your dad was an asshole. And your dad was an asshole. Do you want to be an asshole? No. And also, Nina... You fucking lied to us, and then you were gone all night. Like, you both need to get your heads out of your asses. Yeah. And yeah. figure shit out. It's a great song. I <laughs> agree. Um, I don't yeah. think she'll ever listen, but I have a cousin, Maria. Maria Valdez. <laughs> and um, she ended up 
um, getting pregnant very young with a a, a, a boy named Kevin. <laughs> Ironically, boy and um, Kevin. <laughs> and I, um, I, I'm very sorry for her. I'm very sorry for her because my family um, did not agree with that union, mm-hmm. even though she was like this Spanish girl. I don't know, Kevin. You you may be good. You you're great. <laughs> I don't know who you. I don't know who you are, brah. Kevin, but we don't know I you. know that like, hey, your family and I. Hey, uh. Like, I accept you, and I'm sorry that my um, other family did not do that for you. Aww, um, that's sad. Yeah. Um, Kevin, and welcome I know to the family. Well, <laughs> Kevin's been around for a while, because I was a child. His kid's like 10 now. This welcoming... No, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that this child is, like... Maybe our age. Yeah, you know, oh, she's like, like le- legally she, able to drink. <laughs> she's like she is most 40? certainly able to drink. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she's not forty because okay. I I'm not able. You said she's almost our age. Well, anyway, I just like I feel um, she can't drink for other reasons. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I Kevin's hope gonna not. be a grandfather. <laughs> Congratulations, Kevin. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just like think about him often. Mm-hmm. I think that about was unfair. That was yeah. That was I think about um, but then I feel like my cousin um, had a relationship with a black man oh. not too far after that, mm-hmm. and that was just like the worst thing. That could ever happen? Yeah. Not to me, because, like, I love everybody. Right. But to my family. So, well, like... like it was the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. 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 So, similar but, like, situation. It resonates in this story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In that, like... I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that. Nina and, and, and Benny had, like, this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like... That that's something that's we we don't talk about often. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about like um, a Latinx family being like, no, you can't you can't be in a relationship with someone who is African or right. or black, right, or something like that. Yeah, we don't have those conversations because it's always like, oh, you're white, you can't be with those people or whatever. Like that's the conversation we're so used to having. And being comfortable and living in. Yeah. Um, but here we have this story. Mm-hmm. And we have um, this couple. Yeah. Who are just trying to um, be together. Make it in this crazy world. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It it's, hard. Yeah. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's hard and I am not making an excuse for it. Because love is love. Yes, yes it you is. You love who you love, and you will love who you love. Yes. And um, love is love is love is love is love is love. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lynn. Yes. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's June when we're filming. Yeah. Filming. Recording yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so we hear this story enough. And 
So um, the neighborhood, they are coping with their frustration over the heat and the blackout because we have a fucking blackout. And it lasts for days. I can't. I'm I'm such a fucking baby in the heat. Like, we bought a new house this year and it doesn't have central air, which are, I mean, growing up, I never had central air, but like we had air conditioners and my last house had central air. We recently bought a new house that doesn't have central air, but we also didn't get air conditioners yet. And like... One week it was so hot and like I wanted to die. I like uh-huh. cried every night and like slept in the living room because I yeah. was so hot because I'm so miserable. So I can't imagine being like in New York City, like in the like, middle of summer. Yeah, like like stuffed like anchovies, like with all these people around you this and also being sucks. hot and there's no power. It really oh sucks. So like I feel like my whole like musical theater association and rock and roll has been connected to this moment of a blackout. Mm. So, like, I love rent. I love the idea of a New York City situation where there are these people who are oppressed and they cannot afford the rent, so everything is turned off. But I am also a hair junkie, and (laughs) if you want to, like, Tune into some sort of hair situation, which we could never do because I don't. I don't think I could survive. I couldn't drink. We could try during a hair podcast, but um, we'll try one day. I'm sure. No, I don't. I don't know. But (laughs) New York City blackout, and then we sing, "Oh great God of Power, (laughs) Oh great God of Mind," and then we manifest. No, <laughs> the power comes on because we manifest. We manifest it. Lord, oh yes. my God! Manchester, England, England. We ask the Hudson River. We go and yell at the Hudson River. That is a truth. So, I am like so connected to the fact that, like, I one hundred percent that think that rent is connected to or hair. Rent is connected to hair. And this show is connected to Rent, and yes. I feel like, oh my god, he knew what he was doing with these blackouts. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Anyway. Well, wait, when was this? 2008. So this was actually after the 2003 blackout. Oh, so, so, So they yeah. had experienced that as well in the not, and he had already been working on the show. He started in 99. In 99? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering how much that I'm influenced. sure it went through like several iterations and I, I, I mm. wouldn't be surprised to find out that like the that 2003 it, blackout where he was like, oh, oh, the power went out at some point in the yeah, show. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. This blackout shit is not a mistake. Yeah. And this is back when not yeah. everybody had cell phones, which yeah. was Oh, it's hot. It's hot. This is, like, ideas hot. Yes. Yes. So, Daniela is just like, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta knock it out with your negativity shit. She's just like the Claude. Oh, she's great. Why is everyone such a baby out with this fucking blackout? So, so it's hot. Whatever. So, So, like, hey, our fucking energy's out. Why don't we have a celebration? Yeah. So she's just like, let's do it. So the block is just like kind of reluctant about it. Mm. But they're just like, okay, let's do it. And Daniela is just like, hey, let's do this. And she's mocking Vanessa for like not being like, hey, dude. I did not realize that this boy loves you. <laughs> and 
And y'all are idiots. Basically. Uh, and like she's just like, also in addition, Benny and uh Nina fucked. Went for a roll in the hay. And Usnavi is just like, oh my god. Abuela Claudia, she won. She oh. won the lottery. And um, we're leaving. Bye. We're going to Dominica tomorrow. And um, that's it. We're going to the Dominican Republic tomorrow. And Vanessa's like, oh shit. You're leaving? And Sonny, obviously, Sonny loved Vanessa. <laughs> As only young boys can. Yeah, yeah. right. And, like, Seems like a close relative to Nina and to Usnavi. Like, everybody's upset. So, Usnavi is just like, Sonny, like, calm the fuck down. Like, I'm going to give you money, honey. In the most beautiful way. (laughs) (laughs) And in the movie, it's, it's different, apparently. Yeah, yeah, well, but because because they don't know they don't know they still don't know at this point that Cloud uh, Abuela won the lottery. Yeah, it's still not revealed yet at this point. So yeah. they're just like, hey, well, because like the salon is closing, so they're leaving. Vanessa's trying to move downtown. Nina and Benny are doing their own thing in the stage show. Usnavi is announcing that he's leaving, so everyone's like, everybody's leaving Washington Heights. Let's have a yeah. party. Everything's changing. Everything's weird. So at this point. I'm going to pass it over to Jenny, but we have the Carnaval de Barrio. Carnaval de Barrio. This is such a fun song. It's great. I love it. The movie is really great. Um, Roseanne will experience that later. I mean, like, I've seen the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's so fun. So, they are continuing to dance and celebrate, but... Uh-oh. Kill me. Uh oh. Something bad has happened, guys. Kevin makes an announcement over the dispatch. He says, Attention, attention. He's got to tell the barrio something. And that is that Abuela Claudia has suddenly passed away. No! The song will make me cry. Yeah. I mean, and then also, obviously, the next one. Yep, 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 yep. So. Okay, yes. It's so sad. So Abuela Claudia dies. Um, this is this whole sequence is a little is quite different in the movie from the stage show. Mm-hmm. But Abuela Claudia has um in the movie she sings her main song after the blackout. Everybody goes to her house to make sure she's okay and they kind of gather there. They're playing bingo. They're they're playing games and like hanging out together. And Kevin Rosario's there, and Nina's there, and the the salon girls are there. And she kind of goes to to rest. And so then her song, Paciencia y Fe, is sang then. Patience and faith. Mm-hmm. And so it's a beautiful it's, sequence. It's, it's one of those classic musical theater sort of like death spiral yes. songs where it's like, let me sing about my entire life. Yeah. Since I'm about to, like very like end of a Vita kind yeah. of, you know? So, and then she, at the end of her song, that's basically like she has decided that she's okay passing on. 
Like, like she's proud of what she's, she's done. She's proud of what she's she done. She can see the people in her house. Yes. Yeah. And, like, she's okay. Like, she's done enough now. Something that, like, kills me as, like, a human. Mm. When I watch this movie tonight, and, like, I know I didn't, like, necessarily get there. But, like, Abuela looks so much like my grandfather. Oh. oh really? Yeah, and he was... Cuban, even though he didn't admit it. Yeah. But, um, I just pictured him sitting, like, where he sat. Yeah. Aww. At, like, his table. Mm-hmm. At, like, my grandparents' house. Yeah. And, like, he was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was just, like, great-grandfather. Yeah. And, um... My mom always would, like, tell this story about, like, how, like, when he was very ill and, like, not okay, how all he wanted was a cup of coffee. (laughs) And, like, I always think about that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I always think, who gets to eat cake every day? (laughs) Right? And I bought us, we have these, like, um, apple fritters here. Oh, we do. They're so good. And I made like such a big deal out they're of it. They're so delicious. But every day, my grandfather would sit at his table and he would have like some sort of like fancy like cake. Mm-hmm. But like, like a, like a, like a, like a breakfast cake. Ooh, like a coffee and, cake? Like, or a coffee cake, yeah. or like some mm. sort of like ruler, Ooh, or like coffee cake. some sort of like thing. Yeah. And I like, like pastry. Of a pastry, yeah. yes. And like, I love it. I like, whenever um, I watched this movie, I would see her mm-hmm. and like just enjoying a moment mm-hmm. to have something sweet. Mm hmm. And to take the time. That's... That is such a Cuban thing. That is all... She, that is what she is about. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's That's yeah. a perfect transition to the next number. Because yeah. when they start singing Alabanza... Oh, God, yeah. Which is their way of honoring Abuela Claudia. He, Osnavi is talking about how she cared about the little things. The little things, like looking at the stars. Glass Coke bottles. Look, Glass looking at Coke the stars. bottles. Oh, and that's one of my favorite things is when they talk about how, um, like, going back to the Blackout song, when Usnavi finds Abuela, mm-hmm. and she sings, and she, well, this goes through, so back to Paciencia y Fe, she sings about how, like, how many stars there were in Cuba, yeah. and you can't even see the stars in New York, but on the Blackout night, you when can. he goes to find her, she's uh, he's like, Abuela, are you all right? And they're like, look at the fireworks. And then she's like, the stars are out tonight. She's so excited because since the power's out, she can see you can the see stars. the stars. Ironically, like, it's so my father, my grandfather fought in um, World War II. And he um, fought in India. Ooh. Oh, and my. There was fighting in India? I didn't even well, know that. He was he was stationed in India. Okay. But, like, he fought other places. But he was yeah. stationed in India for a while. And he tell, he would tell this, like, wild story about how he had a friend when he was... He um, was burned. He had, like, some sort of, like, um, fire injury working on an engine because that was his role. He, he fought 
um, he he repaired like um, jet jet engines, and he was oh. burned, it somehow, and he was in a hospital in India, and he said that like when he would look out at the the, the moon, the moon seemed bigger than anything in the universe, and he met someone um, named Cynical, and this man outran a Bengal tiger. <gasps> what? And it, the story started out like this man was on a bicycle and this tiger was chasing after him and the 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 tire on the on the bicycle like eventually like broke and like this man had these sandals on and Senegal just like ran and he ran and ran and ran and then he out he ran so hard that like his um, sandals busted off of his feet and he ended up in a hospital with my grandfather who wow. was injured from some sort of like fire explosion. Whoa. And that's crazy. That was this like oh story. Oh my God. And my grandfather would tell me the story. He Aww. was the coolest <laughs> pop up of all time. Oh my God. This was my Cuban pop my bike, my Cuban papa. I love it so it much. Would sing you these stories. Oh my god. Um, and when when like Abuela does anything mm-hmm. in this story that we're learning family. about, I think Fooly Yakisaki wants some seafood. Ah! mama. <laughs> and it's like this beautiful thing. That's beautiful. And like one thing that kind of sucks about my life is that my papa. Straight out to know that he was Cuban because mm-hmm. he was taught to assimilate and yeah. to not um, honor his Spanish heritage. Yeah. Well, that's like what like, Abuela, Abuela talks about that. Yeah. And yeah. Fe, but like, it's you, better, you better learn English and, you know, yeah. about yeah. when they first came to the and country. Yeah. The so, Rosarios treated it kind of like that as well. We talk about that too, about how Nina makes a comment about how, yeah. like, she, she had, had to, to learn, learn Spanish, Spanish, which implies to me that, like, her parents growing up only spoke English around her because they only wanted her to speak English. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I'm going to learn Spanish. Fuck you. Yeah. So, as a uh, <laughs> super white, and like, if you were to meet my family, they are beautiful brown people. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but also, they're so in denial that they are these beautiful Cuban people. Our surname is Valdez. You do not get any more Spanish than Valdez. <laughs> right. I am sorry, lo siento. But, um,. I, it has been like sort of a thing of mine because as a teacher who has taught like oppressed people, mm-hmm. I do not feel oppressed. I am so white. I feel so privileged. As a white person, like, oh, I would like to thank all the white people, but whatever. Um, I I feel like it's my job to learn to speak Spanish mm. and to um, teach my children to speak Spanish and to to bring that piece of mm-hmm. that piece mm-hmm. that piece those beautiful brown curly haired people dancing yeah I like I'm a part of that yep. but I don't get to celebrate it and mm-hmm. it's very disheartening and like yeah. confusing and like. Upsetting. Yeah. Um, this is not fun. This is not 
fun podcasting. But this this is it's relevant because I think that's very similar to the journey that Nina is going yeah, on. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, like you related to that a lot. Yeah, and I, I like I I am struggling mm-hmm. as an adult. Yeah. And I will be okay. Like I will be fine. <laughs> I will be okay. I promise my like I promise everybody I will be okay. But I don't want to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because I want I want to be knowledgeable and I want to help. Mm-hmm. And I am a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's my job. You want to use your my knowledge job responsibly. Is to my job is to yes. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to use my voice responsibly, but mm-hmm. also to just, like, love mm-hmm. and be compassionate and to um, accept mm-hmm. what whatever or whoever is mm-hmm. presented to me. So, like... I love you, Roseanne. Oh, thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> You're such it's, a beautiful It's hard. Person. It's hard. Because, like, I have benefited... From white privilege my whole life. Yeah. Even though I didn't even know I was Cuban. Right. For like quite a long time. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. I'm still like this white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I promise that I will do my best to be an ally and to be like a, a, a perfect person to just help and like listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And to do what I can to like inspire and to like just be like fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nina wanted to get the fuck out. Yeah. God, that girlfriend. Like in that movie, she travels and then that white family comes in and she wants the things that she wants. Yeah. And people are so quick to tell people of color that like oh you don't have the things. Yeah. And, like, I will never experience that. But, like, also, like, I'm just going to call it out. Yeah. And like, that's my job is to call it out. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Damn it, Roseanne. You're so <laughs> brilliant and beautiful. And I love your soul I wanna, so much. I don't want to be good. I don't want to be good. Oh, but also, like, fuck that shit. You gave me chills just now. You know what's an apartment? She can't get an apartment? She can't get an apartment? Listen, we're getting to this. Yes. She's going to get that apartment. Vanessa's going to get her. She's going to get it. Oh, God. No, no, no. I, no, no, I it's okay. <laughs> Nina, no, no, it's okay. It's, it's perfect. It, it's Vanessa. It's Vanessa. But it's perfect. It's happening. Okay. Nina, we're Nina's going to get shit, too. Nina's yeah. going to get shit, too. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. Okay, good. So, Abuela Claudia just died. So, oh, shit. It was so face. sad. They sang Alabanza, which is such a beautiful song. Alabanza means to lift this thing I'm up so mad. to God's I missed eyes. Up Nina and, and Vanessa. And it's, it, it was only no, the very end. I feel like I've done it a yeah. billion times. But it's a whole song about how Abuela Claudia was someone who saw, who cherished the little things and who raised them up and made them important. And that's that was who she was and that's what they wanted to do for her for her life so it's a beautiful song it will make you cry and i forget how much they might have done it in the movie but in the stage show they have a, a few times like you you abuela does say like oh alabanza yeah like she, she does it she does i forget yeah. if she really does alabanza. it in the movie a bunch, yeah. but like she does it once in ninety six thousand, which i think is when she 
Like, when you see I the show a second time, you see that's her realizing she won. Yeah. Because she's got her ticket and she's going, I Alabanza. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so afterwards, um, Usnavi and Nina are at her place. They're going through her stuff. They're looking at old photographs, things like that. And Nina has kind of a realization. And um, in honor of, in memory of Abuela Claudia, she is like, you know what? I am going to make something of myself. I'm going to take the opportunity that's been given to me, which is something that, you know, Abuela Claudia talked about, the opportunity of coming to New York and what she was able to do with her life. And Nina sees that and she's like, I have an opportunity here to do, to do something with my life. And so I'm going to take advantage of it. She's going to take her parents' money from selling the business, which she didn't want to do before, and return to Stanford Mm -hmm. and continue with school. So she has a song called Everything I Know here about that. And Usnavi offers her some of the lottery money, and she says no. Yeah. He does offer it to her. And she's like, like, no, i got to do this. Yeah, I'll I'll make it work on my own. So now we have Vanessa preparing to move out. But so earlier, Vanessa had been trying to get this apartment downtown in the village and she had been having problems because of credit checks and um, she didn't have parents to co-sign on her lease and all of this stuff. But like she just wasn't a very good candidate financially. Mm -hmm. So now she finds out that Usnavi had gone to Daniela, who owns the salon, and asked her to co-sign on Vanessa's lease for an apartment downtown. Oh, it's naughty. Why are you so sweet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Daniela finds, or, sorry, um, Vanessa finds out that Daniela has done this and that she will be able to get her apartment. Yay! Vanessa. Oh my Yay. god! <laughs> so there's a no mediga. No, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and so, golly gee! <laughs> finally, it's, where's that white person who's just like God? What? What? Oh my what? god. You um, be me. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a reprise of the Piragua Guys song. <laughs> and he is loving this blackout because Mr. Softy's van has broken down. <laughs> and so the Piragua Guy is ruling the barrio again. Yes. So it's a that's a very cute like antagonistic little thing between him and the um, Mr. Softy guy. Mm. It's so cute. Um, so yeah, the Piragua guy reprise happens then. Gets vindication. Yes. <laughs> so after that, let's wrap this Around mother this up. Time. So Usnavi is still planning on going to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. He, He's so he's still like packing up, cleaning up the bodega and all that stuff. And then Vanessa shows up Uh-oh. and they have this really adorable number called champagne. It's so cute. They had this joke earlier in the show about how Vanessa was saying that Usnavi owes her a cold bottle of champagne because she's going to be moving. Yeah. And so because he's leaving, she brings him a bottle of champagne like to celebrate and she's like let's like walk around the neighborhood let's like have a drink and so she's like kind of flirting and trying to like rekindle like hey let's put our like fight during the blackout behind us and just enjoy this time we have together meanwhile he's like getting distracted trying to open the bottle and he's frustrated and finally she's like dude okay like put the bottle down like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) and 
Like he's like I think he's just like anxious, and he and yeah. he and he also doesn't quite understand that she's flirting with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because he kind of thought he like lost his chance. He he at this point has lost Abuela. He's just like whatever. I think he's kind of shut off emotionally, and mm-hmm. he's like I'm going to the Dominican Republic. But it's just frustrating about it. because like oh you're really coming to me now? Yeah. The day before I'm leaving. To and then tell like, me that you have feelings for me, and then like, like she what? gets frustrated, and he's like, "I don't understand, like, why you're mad at me." And she's like, "I'm not mad at you." And then she kisses, she kisses him. him. She kisses him, and then she says, "I'm just too late." Oh, because also Vanessa, I think, finally kind of realized that she does like Usnavi and yeah. she does care about him, but she realized it too late because he's yeah. leaving. And she can't do anything about it. He's leaving, and and she's well, and and she's leaving, but she's only going to like a few like subway stops down. Like, see, she even makes a joke about that where he's like, "You're leaving too," and she's like, "I'm going like a couple blocks away. Like, you're moving to another country." Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like, like, "You that's can totally take the A train." Yeah, like I'm not going far. Like, like this is not the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, she she leaves, and Nuznavi's like, "Oh." Oh, God. So then we cut back to Nina and Benny. And Nina tells Benny, you know what? I am going to go back to Stanford. I feel like I have to go back. Um, And in everything I know, she has a lot of really cute, like, stories about how Abuela would help her study and, like, help her whatever. And so she's like, I can't let Abuela down and and not go back to school. Mm. And so Benny and her sing this cute song where... (laughs) um, it was actually even really funny watching this in the movie because they kept these same lyrics, even though it's 2021, where he's like, I'm going to get a calling card. And I was kind of like, <laughs> the calling cards exist anymore? <laughs> um, but basically, he's like, I'm going to try to get out west to see you in California. I don't know how, but I'm going to try to come see you. And like, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this relationship work. You're going to go to California mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay here. But like, we'll figure it out. And they sing this cute song called When the Sun Goes Down. And in the movie, this sequence is breathtaking. It's really beautiful. Beautiful. Although it's very interesting, too, because so obviously Act 2 started with them singing the song called Sunrise. But in the movie, they don't. that song doesn't it, that exist. That song's not in the movie. But in the stage show, you get a nice little parallel of like, oh, their relationship is Sunrise. And then when they're partying, when the it's when the sun goes down. down. Um, so it's really cute. So anyway, Benny has a brief scene with Kevin... Where he kind of just has, like, another, like, sort of final stand of just being, like, I know you don't think I'm good enough for Nina, but, like, whatever. I was a good employee, and, like, I'm a good person, and, like, yeah. I'm here to stay, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, Sonny then sh- approaches Graffiti Pete with, like, a very mysterious proposition, mm. and Pete's like, yes, and, and the audience is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. But what don't are they worry. Do? You'll find out. Oh! Um, What's going to happen? Who knows? So then it's the next morning and the neighborhood's waking up and if you're watching the stage show, like you can tell things are different. Like the sign for the Rosario's place is like not there anymore because it's taken down. And like Usnavi is like closing up the bodega, like for good. The salon is gone because Danielle and Carla have moved. They had to move it. I forget if we really mentioned it, but like they, they, they were moving their salon because they, 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 they talk a little bit about how the neighborhood is kind of being gentrified Mm -hmm. and how like they can't afford to live in their own neighborhood anymore. They just hiked up the rent. Yeah. And so the salon is moving to the Bronx. And so that was like the whole thing with like their business closing. Um, so Usnavi is playing some of Abuela's old records and he's like singing about how like the neighborhood is so different and like will anybody even notice that like he's gone like did his presence even matter in the long run because like everything in the neighborhood's changed but before he can like leave and just be like whatever I'm leaving the Dominican Republic 
Sonny shows up and he's like, hey, I think you should see something before you go. And he pulls down the grate, uh, which was broken at the end of Act 1. Like mm-hmm. They couldn't get it down. But he can get it down this time. And Graffiti Pete has painted on there a beautiful mural of Abuela Claudia. Aww. And it's really sweet. And, um, and Usnavi is just like, I can't leave. I, I have to say, this neighborhood had Abuela, and now they don't have Abuela anymore. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to be here to, like, keep this neighborhood together. And yeah. Usnavi's like, I think that has to be me. So he tells Sonny and Graffiti Pete, like, go tell the whole neighborhood. Like, tell them that I'm, I'm saying that, mm-hmm. like, the bodega's opening back up. And, like, I'm opening up shop. And he sings about how, like, he thought his home was in the Dominican Republic and that he had to get back there. But really, his home has been here the whole time. Yeah. And so Usnavi realizes that his story is that he's supposed to stay in Washington Heights. And this is his home. And while nothing happens in the stage version, he explicitly says, like, he's going to try again with Vanessa. Yeah. Like, they're going to, he's like, he's like I'm going to get another date with Vanessa and, like, we're going to figure things out. In the movie, very explicitly, like, they get together, they get married, like, they yes. have a, at least mm-hmm. a child. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. It, it was, was kind of really nice to see sweet. that payoff. Yeah. Um, but in the stage show, he's just kind of like, I'm not giving up on her. We're going to get back together. And then, like, um, they, they open the fire hydrants, so the water is, like, uh, so everyone can, like, cool down, even though, like, the power isn't, I still think the power isn't quite back on yet. Um, and so everyone's like playing out in the water and so everyone's out. And so everyone comes out to like sing this big, uh, finale number, Mm -hmm. um, which is aptly called finale. Finale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I found my Island. And that's the, I found my Island. I've been on it this whole time. I'm home. Yeah. And Usnavi has found his home and he was there the whole time. The finale is beautiful. It's really beautiful. I, I still tear up. I when love I hear it because it. Yeah. they they interweave some different melodies into Piragua. it. Yes, Piragua. yeah, like they work in. They Piragua interweave different and, melodies. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Usnavi has this really beautiful rap um, that just tells his whole thought process and staying. It's so beautiful. It's a great number. Yeah, and so that's the end of the musical. Yay! That is the end of the show. And I just want to. Everybody just go see this movie, please. Yes, yeah. it's, a, it's important. It's important. It's so amazing. I saw it in an actual movie theater. <laughs> it was insane. It was so wonderful. I saw it at my house on HBO Max, but it was also really wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, you guys know me. If you've been around for a while, you know I don't usually like musical movie adaptations. What? You don't say. It's true. <laughs> I loved this movie. <laughs> it's got the Jenny seal of approval. Yes. Go see it. It had some narrative changes, but the heart of it was still there. And all the performances are really it great. It totally was. The cast is wonderful. Yeah. And I think it stays so true to the heart of the musical. And it's filmed in Washington Heights. Yes. Like, this is not trying to be something different. This is the musical in movie form. Yeah. It's perfect. All right. And you're perfect. Yes. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And uh, have a great night. Did we eat clinkies or We haven't clinked. <coughs> oh my God, we got to Wait, get over here. To Ready? the beach to summer. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for bed. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. I'm going to bed.
are tuning in! <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave a review to let us know what shows you want us to do. And don't forget to subscribe to get alerts when more episodes are available. This show is edited by David M. Good, Good show, show, everyone! Listen, oh, I cannot handle my spatial of your